No, but that's not his chuba story. Yeah. <laughs> that's the Turkey story. Oh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> wait, that's the Turkey story is not your chuba story. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was sure that was your chuba story. Sorry. Welcome to the pod. Okay, this is another public service announcement brought to you by <laughs> Pod. Welcome with another special guest coming straight all the way from Tzfat. Yeah. <laughs> I was the Chaim, walk here. Chaim. I drove. That's the guy. Chaim. Chaim. I love your car, by the way. I love you could take you to drive, like a minute. Five minutes. <laughs> oh. But it probably takes you quicker to walk. Time is money, man. Time yeah, is money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Nathan, Nathan Rosenblum is a very good friend of ours, of the community. Um, One of the first young Tzfadis here that's still here. Yeah. yeah. How long have you been here? Uh, about three years. Three years. And he's a market analyst. Stock market is that yours? Yeah, I do. Finance, finance. I work in finance. Work Basically, in finance. all finance <laughs> stuff. You want to know how to make money? Call this guy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 making money. <laughs> yeah, but no, really, you did help me make some money recently. Thank and, God. Uh, but now, I just had a baby, so I need to make more money. <laughs> the money is coming. All you gotta do is like keep on having a moon and 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 yeah, the money's gonna come. What is that? Not done. Yeah, do with the money. Okay, okay. Not done. If I wanted to know that, I would just ask a rabbi. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, what does what the moon and have to do with money? So basically, like Hashem provides for everyone, right? Right? He gives everybody exactly what they need at the perfect time. Right, so now that you're married, I'm sure you got more money when you got married, right? Obviously, right? Because that's what a whole lot more. You oh, Hashem. Yeah, thank you, Hashem. I basically nothing. Because your because your Kaylee or your 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 vessel expanded, right? Mm-hmm. And now that your vessel is expanding every uh, all, all the more so, even more. Now Hashem has to provide for another one, so you're gonna have more money. Thank you, God. <laughs> thank you, God. Is how it works. So what are the technicalities they start the effort we need to put in because obviously we have the shefa from Hashem the what do you call it the abundance. the abundance that comes from Hashem by praying and stuff but to catch the abundance we need the vessel right, right. and that's what you help with right for people so what is the ultimate vessel today in the market to invest in I think uh, uh, a specific thing to invest in right now, I think, is Bitcoin. It's Bitachon, which is trust <laughs> in Hashem, right? Bitachon, trust in Hashem. And uh, I'm sure you guys want to know why. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you know, for a number of reasons. Um, you know, um, Bitcoin is a limited currency, right? It's, it's limited to 21 million coins, I believe. We believe is limited to 21 million coins. And um, the difference between that and the United States dollar is that um, the Federal Reserve can print as much money as they want. They, they have no limits, and they don't need to tell you how much they're printing. You know, these stimulus checks that they're yeah. giving out is, is basically like dropping money from a helicopter, and everybody can like reach out their hands and be like, yeah, thank you so much. But the implications of that is is, is 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 long term is that is that if you have if, if the market is flooded with money and and the and the economy itself underneath it is not increasing, then 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 the goods you could buy with that same currency are less. Therefore, inflation, the currency right? yeah exactly it's, it's inflation. The value of the currency goes down, 
and then and then there's no more trust in the currency. It's what happened during the Great Depression. You could burn money. The fire created from the money in the Great Depression was more value than the actual paper that the money was printed on. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. And while they're doing this, a lot of places don't have open businesses to even spend the money. Well, that's a big problem, and uh, you know I don't want to go into too much detail, but like a lot of the industry, you know, is is now being shipped overseas to, you know, if 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 you're a business owner, right, you could think logically, and you could say I have a business, and I could charge somebody in America fifteen dollars an hour minimum wage to do something that could that could pay somebody in India three dollars for China two dollars a dollar whatever it is. It's, it's a logical decision to want to put your business overseas, right? And then, and then you get into the complications of over what's happening with the trade war between the U.S. and China, right? Basically, the China is ripping off the United States for all of their money, and, and it's, it's, it's a problem that's, that's coming to the surface now that we probably will see in the next probably like three years or so Right, it's 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 a three to four years, three to five years when when this whole thing is going to um, erupt from underneath. Exactly. So, kind of, we had a warning here, right? Because like uh, last time Monk, uh, Mike Pompeo was here when Trump was still president, mm-hmm. right? He came and they asked him, um, you know, his Secretary of State, he's in charge of all of the security of America and everything. They asked him like, so why did you come to Israel? Because to 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 help Bibi with annexation of the of the Judea and Samaria and the West Bank. And he's like, no, I've been telling them to do that for a long time. (laughs) And I I can raise a phone call. I came here for much more serious business. Mm -hmm. What was the serious business? That China bought Tnuva. China started buying all these huge Israeli corporations, and soon they'll just take complete control of the market, and they'll all be Chinese-owned companies. And then when he left, Mm -hmm. right, he left the country, Mike Pompeo, all of the sudden... The Chinese ambassador that was just appointed in January uh-huh. had a heart attack in his uh, in the embassy in Herzliya. I don't want to say anything. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> no conspiracy here. No, I'm not saying conspiracy. I just said that these two things they happen. They these happen are facts. at the same time. And you know, facts. in Hebrew, yeah, they're both facts. And in Hebrew, mikre. Uh, you know, a coincidence is the letter is Rakh Hashem, only Rakh from Hashem. Hashem. So I don't know. It's very nice. But it's very, uh, anyways, back to China taking over. Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> so, and so, and so, I mean, like, there's, there's competition in the world from um, China and Russia and America. And Israel, for the most part, is just trying to stay out of it, right? Because, like, we're just trying to start our own industries here and, you know, do good things for the world. And that's basically what Israel's trying to do. But there's a lot of competition um, in the world that's causing, um, I'd say, um, a less of um, people feel less secure holding money in in U.S. currency. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have seen these things called NFTs, which are basically like um, you could sell anything. You could sell anything that's physically here in this world. I even saw a guy. It's, it's a joke, but this guy. I mean, it's real. It's a joke. The guy sold. Um, audio recordings of his farts on, on um, <laughs> as, as NFTs for like, I don't know, he got like 400 bucks for it, something like that. Like, somebody's like... <laughs> you know the economy is bad if that's the situation. <laughs> but if you play their money, it's like Pokemon cards. Yeah. And like, Should and we like, invest in Pokemon cards? No. It seems to be mean, big. I, I, like, heck, if anything, like, I mean, art always goes up, right? Like, pr- like prices art always goes up, right? Georgian, by the way, He's about to have a big breakthrough. Mm. So. A man, a man, a man. What if it's just us making art? Is it going to do anything? You never. If you, no, you have yeah. to be known. You have to, uh, if has you that do. value. It has to go through a few different auctions and then gain 
my name on the market and then we'll advertise it with this podcast we'll right start making some but these things like like you know art. i wouldn't want to be the one caught holding these things when um the whole when, when the bottom found like falls out from this fad it's basically a fad bitcoin's not a fad bitcoin's an actual currency that can be used to purchase goods you know paypal and, and it cannot be inflated it can't it, it can't the value of the the, the number of coins cannot change so so it has that protection because what they do with the money now in you know is they're printing it and there's unlimited it's un- right. you can have unlimited money right but but bitcoin when bitcoin because it has a limited number of coins and also the process for producing bitcoins because it's so energy intensive um that that the cost put into mining right mining one coin is 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 exponentially increasing as fewer bitcoins are being able to be to be mined so because of that it automatically i mean unless the whole thing falls it, it would be the destruction of bitcoin if the value of it didn't increase that's number one and number two as it becomes more popular you see it everywhere now it's everywhere everybody in the entire world knows what bitcoin is it's not going anywhere Right and except it's up, except up, except up, and no one will hack it because if you hack it, then it's not, it's like no longer worth anything. If I mean people, I'm sure that people would want to hack it eventually. Maybe I they mean, it's, no, it's the people no, no, because if you hack it, right, and you mm-hmm. take a hold, mm-hmm. then you you like the only person, the only person that would hack it is someone who doesn't have money on their mind. Someone that just wants to bring down Bitcoin and they don't want money for it. Or the competition. No, there's no, no competition would want the it. The dollar they, is the competition, no? Wouldn't no, you say? It's not real competition, though, because of the way Bitcoin set up. It's, it's not. Re- but it is for the government because they cannot have a hold on it, right? Yeah, the, as, as it currently stands, yeah. like the, it's, 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 it's a currency that cannot be traced. So that's also, that's also advantageous if... Um, you don't necessarily want the government to know exactly where your assets are, but I truly believe that nothing's private anymore. Yeah, <laughs> for a like while. That, uh, Even yeah, Bitcoin. Like I, our, our, our phones are tracking devices. Yeah. Like, you know, I just got the latest Spyware. tracking device. <laughs> 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 you know, everything about me. Like, I, I, like what am I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What what are we what are we gonna do in this day and age? There's literally nothing, you know. Go with the flow, you're saying. Right, right, just ride right, the waves. right. It's right. just teaching us also that Hashem can watch us at any time. Hashem knows what we're doing at all time. People thought that that was, you know, what Hashem can know what every single soul is doing at any time. Right. Uh, Rabbi Alanova talks about this, but like <laughs> now, well. <laughs> Google knows what everyone's doing. Yeah, Apple knows what every Apple yeah. user is doing. So what yeah, Hashem yeah. doesn't. Right. So it's like the clip of form of 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 um of of all knowing, right? Mm-hmm. But Hashem is all knowing, all being and interacting with us, you know, and and that's what these people are kind of wanting to do, you know. They, they want to take the control. Like, they want to play God. They they want to play God, but um, it's like Pharaoh, the New Age Pharaoh. Right, but if 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 you see the midos of these platforms, right, like like they 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 banned the president of the United States while he was still in office. <laughs> While he was still in office, that the president of the United States could not communicate on on what should be um, an open platform, to to that's that's unbelievable and unheard of and unprecedented. 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 <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and uh, yeah, I think that um, I think that that these organizations um, 
need um, a little Midos check. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think is going on? What in the world? What's gonna thing is gonna happen now? Because like you see what's happening now. With also with lockdowns, people are out of jobs. The economy is not doing well. The market is doing well because it's obviously. What do you think? Is it no, people are getting cash, and then they're just putting it into the market because it's better. If the thing is, uh, if you keep dollar, the value of your savings goes like savings are not good right now because you're right. holding on to dollar that is div- is yeah. always on the down. Deflation, it's yeah. better to going invest it into like Tesla or Bitcoin that's always going up or so. gold. Right, but even even the market itself. I mean, the market is going up because the market looks six had six months ahead. Um, to what's going to happen so it's going up right now but at the same time the whole thing is one ginormous bubble with like overvalued companies that that you know and who is playing the market is being played by not it just the market just the people right i mean it's it's being massively manipulated it always has been i mean i could we could talk about gamestop and what that whole fiasco was so basically what happened there was that these these big hedge funds they shorted um or they 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 basically made a bet that this thing is going to keep on going down and these people got together like and they all are these people who are these people i mean they say they're the reddit the reddit people but like i think it's beyond that i think it's bigger funds too they all get together and they said basically like um we're going to pump the stock up because these people are going to have to like buy back their shares and they'll have to buy them back at a higher price even if the company isn't itself valued like that high so it, it it was one ginormous bubble that popped and 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 I, I think the whole market could be like this honestly I I really truly do because okay explain explain it to my grandmother now <laughs> uh, and to our five year olds and basically listeners and basically <laughs> when 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 you you have tons of tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of money being pumped into um, a market. Right, every single company on the market has its value. Right, its value is usually based on um, how much money it's generating. You could have a multiple of how much money is generating. You say, okay, like five times, ten times. Some of these companies are trading at like 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 times their 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 revenue. Or you know, it's it's is really is it's is really unbelievable to to see. And and when things get overvalued it's 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 bound to pop again and you know it looks to me like <laughs> it's I don't hard to explain go too much into this uh, but like uh, but, but yeah. what the zohar says about like what's what's, what's going to happen at the end of days is basically that um that the mahut rasha which are the people who are mm-hmm. co- controlling the entire global financial system because the, the global the, finan- the, the global financial system works because in, in, in 1913 um, the Federal Reserve got the right to print all of the money in America yeah that's and the a big Federal problem. <laughs> Reserve is a private bank owned by people owned by people owned Not by the a, s- a small number of ultra wealthy families who who basically control um, what happens in in the world, or they think they do, because Hashem is really in control, yeah. right? And um, and w- what the Zohar says is that basically these people want global domination to subjugate the population to to go against Hashem and His Mashiach, right? Because w- w- then the coming Mashiach is going to happen, 
then then there is the system is is no longer there will no longer be this system what do we go back to barter there is is is, is, is you, th you we think that we need stuff right but it's going to be such an uh, such a, a utopic society that you that that everything what i believe is is you don't need to barter anymore you see your friend wants something like, here you go like it's it's not it's not a system of of real trade anymore sounds like we should invest in sheep right now <laughs> that's, that's my plan <laughs> <laughs> People <laughs> need to buy them for the yeah. Let's bonds. start a fire. Let's yeah. start a fire. Yeah, we, that's 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 the truth. Because Mashiach is coming, and 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 there will be a time when when because it's this whole this yeah. whole entire system is built on lies, and when you have a system built on lies, then the whole thing is is a house of cards, and it's going to fall down. And when that happens, we're not supposed to predict that. It says in the Gemara actually, like I think it was nine months. Is it nine months before the Mashiach comes? Or right before Mashiach comes, the son yeah. of David, right. will, no one will have a pruta worth. There's going to be nine Nobody months with the Machut Rasha when they take over the. In, that's the this is this is one opinion of a prophecy that that in the Zohar that says that basically that that there's that there's going to be nine months. It's like giving birth, right? Of 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 like labor when 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 the, when the Mashiach is coming to the world and and. Um, and the Mahuta Rasha is going to be taking over the entire world. And what does that mean? That means they're going to own the entire global economy. They're going to all the central banks of all the countries are going to get together and they're going to subjugate the population. And what is the ultimate um, form of currency that they could control over everybody? Electronic. Electronic currencies. Oof. Oh. Yeah. I, Again, I think I'm just going to buy sheep. What you were saying in the Gemara is this: is that end of it. Like Mashiach can come yeah. until there's no more coins in yeah. the pocket, right? right? Which is funny because everything's going to be virtual and it's already really plastic oh. and you can pay with your phone. So already money That's is not really found so much so often in people's pockets, right? Obviously in the majority of the world it still is, but right. but like a lot of people are already moving to credit cards and moving to paying with your phone with NFC and things like that. But like oh. what you were saying right now of like ruling over this electronic digital currency my fear has always been with bitcoin like yes it's going up and up and up and up but isn't that like every government's dream that there won't be a, like a, a bill that can be that cannot be tracked yeah. right like wouldn't every government want all transactions to be recorded on a computer uh-huh so like everyone's investing in Bitcoin and like okay you can make money but like in the end of the day do we want that to be our currency? So do you uh, think maybe there's there's, n there's nothing that we there's not much we could do about it, number one and remember that nothing's private anymore. You think this is the plan know all everything. along? You think yeah, this I know everything. Nothing. You think this is the plan all along? For like I the, don't, the I don't people that are in charge of that. the money that I think, the, I think now they're gonna possible. put it in currency I like digital currency so they can control it better. Not yeah. done in his predictive mood. <laughs> 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 Come on! <laughs> his, camera is, his camera shot. <laughs> That's why he, we got you. It does. It does seem very like possible that yeah. governments would back such a system yeah. where no, okay, no one has paper any money anymore. If you can't afford to have a phone or a device that can produce this or that can like a digital wallet, right? Mm -hmm. If you can't afford to have that and you're in the middle of Africa or, or, or India or whatever, and you don't have 
internet mm-hmm. or electricity and you can't have a digital wallet and then your currency falls mm-hmm. well how are you going to survive right and if your self car self-driving car doesn't drive anymore what are you going to do hmm. yeah or your smart house wow. no longer works what are you going to do? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're no longer going to Amazon doesn't <laughs> drop, yeah, drop groceries at no your door. Longer, they don't like you, right? They'll no, longer, they'll no longer provide services to you. And they'll ma- basically make you a pariah. It looks like we're really <laughs> moving towards, the, like you're saying, like the, the, the nine months of labor, of, of birth. And then you have labor, right? And you have the birth pains towards the end. It looks like we're experiencing, experiencing now these birth pains, these... Uh, I, my, I went just right through it, it with my wife. Like <laughs> it didn't look it's it crazy. Was, it was insane, man. I hope if it, this happens, like in real life, in the world, I hope it's not going to be nearly as bad as that. But, uh, but it like, looks but like, like really the joy that comes from it yeah. is unbelievable. Exactly. After that, the child, wow. Like, relax. Holding and like, and it's unbelievable. And, like, and like to see like a new soul come into this world, you know, and I guess I could go into this now about like the whole thing with like how how as Jews or as people don't necessarily be Jews. These are universal practices for everyone. How we can um, how we could walk with God. So we don't need to worry about money. Right. And so um says, I mean, we could think of our bodies as being vessels and channels from Hashem and um, and. And Hashem, he opens up his hands, he gives everybody what they need according to his will, right? And so, you know, sometimes we say like, oh, I want this, I want that, I want this. Okay, yeah, eventually we could have that. These are our taivas. But what we actually need, like we need we need food over our heads. Oh, sorry, food, food over, over our heads. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be nice. A roof over our heads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. guys. It really seems like Hashem is, like what you're saying, like we only need those things. And now is like a big test for that, like to realize we can only rely on Hashem. Like the money seems to be going away. The control of our money seems to be going away. Like it doesn't look good like we're talking about it now. And before Mashiach comes, we're going to have to act in a different way. Like when Mashiach comes, we're not going to be like dealing with money we're gonna have to have a different mindset that seems to be that that's what Hashem is preparing for us right now right I mean it's it, on one hand like having gosh like having physical physical things like is is good like we like to have physical things but um, I would say a big problem that exists in the world right now is is that that's the like people's main drive is towards money and buying things and and you can see it you know <laughs> joke Sometimes, like, you know, you see, like, in, in rappers and stuff, like, oftentimes the first album is like, oh, man, like, life is hard. Like, I have no money. Like, it's hard. Like, you know, like, what's around me? Like, I, I you the know. struggle. The struggle, mm-hmm. right? The next album is like, it's like, <laughs> I'm balling. Like, oh, yeah, I, I made it. I made it. And then the third album is like, I don't know what to do with myself. <laughs> Right, and then the fourth album is usually that they figure it out. They're like, "Oh, there's so much more to life. Like God exists in this world, and like, and there's a purpose beyond money." Because Nachman says, like, there's a like by Moshe Rabbeinu, like um, that when a person reaches a certain level of monetary wealth, there's a certain chokma that comes with it, and mm-hmm. and 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 it's beyond like. You don't ever, like, I would say, like, the level is you never, somebody never needs to worry about money ever again for the rest of their life. 
certain seichel is a yeshuva das, and and that's and 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 this these usually these people their bitachon their trust is in their money, right? And everybody in the entire world can live like this if they trust Hashem. If they trust Hashem that we're gonna have the um, enough money, then then um, wow. then we're gonna have it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> That's so it's all about that. Without emunah, like I, I don't know, I've, I've been experiencing this since since we got married. But like, if you think you make money, you got it all wrong. Right. Like it has nothing to do with us. You have to do your shlutlut. It's a very good to have a job to show up to work to try to do. But like, in the end of the day, I have a story from your breed. I was at right you're. For whoever doesn't know, Avidan, I'm getting really personal here. Avidan decided to make my wife and I the people that pass the baby from the mother to, to Eliyahu and Ovid, to his chair, to the sandak. I felt I was not at all fitting for this. So, opportunity to make tshuva. Baika, right? Baika, Hashem, what is, who's called Moshe? It doesn't say Hashem called Moshe. It just says Moshe was called, mm -hmm. right? Because everything is calling Moshe. Mm -hmm. when, you, when you live a Moshe lifestyle, when you live the lifestyle of like, like Moshe Rabbeinu, then everything is a calling. Mm -hmm. And then when you answer the calling, when you hear the calling, Hashem el Moshe. Mm -hmm. then Hashem spoke to Moshe. So now someone's giving me a very important position in my eyes, right, mm -hmm. to hold the baby before he's, he's going to go to his breed. And I didn't feel like I was ready for it. So on the morning of the breed, Put on my, I, I prayed, whatever. I put on my gartel and I went to the artist quarter. And I walk in and everyone's trying to say hi to me. And I'm like, <laughs> I, just, I started Tikuna Klali before <laughs> I even got in the door so that no one would be able to talk to me. Like, mm -hmm. that's it. I'm busy right now. And I walked straight into the, to the Aron, so into the synagogue. Tikuna Klali are 10 Psalms. Yeah, 10 Psalms from Rabbi Nachman. The, the, the general rectification is a good translation. So I walk inside um, and I'm like, in my mind, it's just like, there's no way I'm not going to do this. But I have to do tshuva. Hmm. I have to like. I have to come back to the source. I have to like beg Hashem to let me align with Him so that this kid gets all the good from me and none of the bad. Mm -hmm. Right. So I just like went to the Aaron and I was like, Mamash, I just started pouring my heart. I did all the tikkun Kali, I did all the tefillah of Rabbi Ishmael Akon Gadol, crazy tefillot, and then I like started reading Zohar. Right after that, they started Mincha, so it was like. Just going higher and higher and higher in Mincha, like just poured out my heart. And then I'm like standing, I, we finished Mincha and I'm standing there. And Shalom, who we had on Shefa, Shefa Music a few episodes ago, Shalom comes up and he puts money in my pocket. That's nice. I only saw blue, uh -huh. which is the <laughs> highest. a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> There's a 200 shekel bill in Israel is blue, so like that's the only color I saw. And I like, I was like, I was busy, so I couldn't really talk to him about it. And he's like, he smiled at me and walked away. Yeah. So I was like, okay, whatever. Welcome to the pod. We'd start the breathe. We'd go through the breathe. And I completely forgot about it, right? And like, it was, because it was like really quick. He just came and put this money in my pocket and he like goes away. So I'm, I'm like, whatever, going through the breathe. I'm sitting down and Shalom like comes to leave the breathe. And he comes up to me. He's like, Elio, you have what I gave you, right? And I was like, oh yeah, what, what? And so like, I look in my pocket <laughs> and I see like, a good amount of money. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Shalom, what is this? Like, why are you giving me money? He's like, oh, it's not for me. I'm just a shaliach. So now I'm like even more curious. Like, who gave you money to give to me? Mm -hmm. 
And he's like, it's from Rabbi Tzachak Abu Chatzira. <laughs> I'm like, what? What? I see this. He's, if anybody doesn't know, the, the Baba Sali's brother was Baba Chaki, Baba Yitzchak, um, and his grandson lives here in Sfat. He's originally from Jerusalem. Is it amazing tzaddik, very young, um, but very, very well respected by huge tzaddikim in the world. Um, and I only see him Shabbat mornings. Like I pray in the, his Shabbat morning minion, and I don't see him besides that. And somehow he sent me a, a good amount of money, and like it was the money I needed for Shabbat to buy food. Beshefa, wow. beshefa, like with, with nothing lacking, money left over even. And she's like, Immediately, I thought, I was like, okay, what happened since I woke up? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I woke up, I prayed. I wasn't feeling so good. I wasn't in a really good mood, but I was really happy for my friend and his celebration. And I have responsibility. And with responsibility and with a job comes even more. You know, you have to work on that. And I just went to Hashem and I was like, not for me, not for me, not nothing for me. For this kid, just let me come back to you. For the kid, let me come back to you. Like, has nothing to do with me. It's so much bigger than me. This is a mm -hmm. brand new soul that needs this bracha. So please, Hashem, just like, you know, make make everything good. And then boom. Not only did I give a give give the the Aaron Dovber amazing bracha and and kapanot and everything, Hashem even gave me a little like, you know, here's some pocket money, <laughs> literally pocket money. So back to what we were saying, it's just like if we think that we need to be the ones that are making the money and we need to do this, that, and the other. Hashem has tons of ways to get you money and to get you everything. And not once have we been, have we been lacking on Shabbat. Like, my wife and I, and I haven't consistently had a job since we've been married. So, like, how, how does it happen every single week that we have guests, enough food, shefa, and nothing lacking? And it's really amazing that you're saying this because I think a lot of people can relate to this story that you're saying now, especially now in these times when, like, jobs are scarce yeah. like with the lockdowns and people losing a lot their jobs and they're maybe afraid like how we're gonna make it but like like you're saying like Hashem got you like Hashem can find ways to get you money like doesn't matter like he will find ways to get you food to you he'll, he'll, he'll take care of you no matter how you want it to be he'll take care of you in his way no matter what so right. I didn't know what the backstory was right but I had to figure it out like I had to like why is this guy giving why is this Tadi giving me money <laughs> so then like I knew where I knew there had to be some Kesher with Rav Turgeman, so I went to Rav Turgeman, and I and I saw no I saw him I saw Rav Turgeman in uh, Kabbalat Shabbat in, in Breslau, and he laughs and he looks at me and he just laughs, <laughs> so I was like, you know what's up, <laughs> 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 so so I came to him and we started doing like the dance right around Rabbi Shimon and started Bar Yochai, and I'm like, no what what happened what like <laughs> what's behind this, so he says. I do your work and you get paid. You see how much Hashem loves you? <laughs> so I was like, what? And I remembered, Rav Turjman and I were working on this book that we're writing, yeah. like everything he says in Sudash Lishit, and I go home and I write it, and he asked me, please come to my, he asked me two weeks ago, come to my house during the week. I got a skama, I got like a, you know, um, approval for the book and a, a, a recommendation for the book from four big rabbis. And I want to get one from Rabbi Bukhatira. Mm -hmm. And I want you to go take it to him. I want you to take the letters from the other rabbis mm -hmm. with what you've written and go present it to him and tell him to write also mm -hmm. a, a, a recommendation if he'll give it. So I said, okay, for whatever reason, like you said earlier, when you go to the tzaddik, when you go to do something big, there's miniyot, there's preventions, mm -hmm. there's, you can't get, you, it's not so easy, it's not an easy journey. I didn't go to Rabbi Torjaman. Mm -hmm. Go to his house to the Again, he tells me, come to me during the week, we need to get this done. 
another week passes, I don't do it. <laughs> so they ended up seeing each other, and he got the letter from Rabbi Turgeman, mm-hmm. and uh, he got the letter from Rabbi Bukhatira, and Rabbi Bukhatira and him, they started talking about money for Pesach, this, that, and the other, right, and right, he right. said the money. So like, but the Rabbi Turgeman says, like, I have to do your work, and Hashem pays you. How does this work? <laughs> he loves you that much. <laughs> so it's mamash like that. You don't even have to do the work sometimes, and Hashem will still give you the money. <laughs> It's true. It's true because you know, like I, I like to think of it as just being that um, that we're just vessels for Hashem, right? We're vessels of light created from light, right? And that if we if we open up our vessel and we allow it to flow, right, then Hashem gives us um, everything that we need, right? I like think of it as like okay, like Father gives you a hundred dollars, right, and then says, okay, here's a hundred dollars. And you go out and you do things with it. You come back later and you say, oh, what did you spend it on? You know, if you say, like, I spent it on junk food, you know, on shtus. <laughs> you're like, yeah, like, man, I'm not going to give you $100 again, you know. You come back, you say, oh, I gave $20 to Sadaqah. I did, I did this and this. I bought groceries. I got house. You know, and they say, oh, wow, you did such great things. And they give you more, right? And, yeah, it's, 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 it's really mamash kacha. It's really just like this. Um, Renachman says that every single Jew is to have, to have money. It's, it, every single Jew like is deserving to have money, and every single Jew, there's a special bank up in Shemayim for every single Jew, and it's coming. It flows down through the channels of Shef, of Shefa down from like the, the source, right? They print money without inflation. Uh, without inflation, <laughs> it's, 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 it's basically attractive for us to you to to have Shefa, right? And um, you know, obviously doing you know giving tzedakah. The Gemara says that if you want to maintain your wealth, then you give. Ten percent sadaka. If you want to gain, if you want to gain your wealth, then you give twenty percent, right? Because um, Hashem, as, as um, my rabbi Rav Yisrael Frankel says, says whole world is created in um, in in with a with a mashpia and and a makabel, right? A giver and a receiver. Right? Obviously, the relationships can become like intertwined, right? As relationship develops. Because first you receive, and then you once you receive, you become a giver, and then it goes back and forth. And that's a relationship, a cyclical nature, nature of relationships, right? And so, um, if you're doing the right thing by giving tzedakah, right, and you and, and you're doing that, then Hashem, you know, he 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 sees what you're doing, and Imamish wants you to do more of it, and your keli expands, and you're able to give more and 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 more. Says when you're making money, you should think about, about the, not not about the money, the actual money you're making. You, think, you should think about the tzedakah that you should be what giving. You can do to it, what mm. you can do with the money you're going to make. Right. And also tzedakah can be not just in money. If you don't have the money, it can be in different forms, like giving your time, like putting an effort for other people, praying for someone else. Like mm-hmm. those things pay off. Like you. For sure, a hundred percent. And and it's also fitting because for the Brit Milah, I could go into this now because. Brit Milah is, is if we think of ourselves as being vessels for light, right? And, and there are different exit points throughout the body, right? For uh, entry and exit points, right? The nose, the mouth, the ears, hands, the feet, and then the Brit Milah, right? Um, the Brit Milah is the ultimate, um, ultimate um, channel for Shefa in this world, right? Why Brit Milah is circumcision, by the way. Right, and like you think, like, what are these crazy Jews doing and doing circumcision? Why is it such a big deal to do on the eighth day? Like, why are we, like, why, why what, what, what does it actually mean? It's because all is literally your neshama is coming down, your soul is coming down into your body, and then it, it then it can exit through the Brit Milah. And if we, if we're, if we're Shomer Brit and we're, 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 we're um, giving our light and holiness, right? <laughs> 
then 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 the shefa keeps on flowing. But if Chas Shalom, Shomer breed meaning like you guard English. over the cutter, uh, guard over the covenant. You, you um mm. yeah, it's it's, it's protecting moral, yourself yeah. from 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 immorality basically. Yeah. And that's one. Th- that's that's a, it, immorality is probably the biggest problem in the entire world today. It's this it's it's, yeah. it's rampant. Like uh, you turn on the TV, it's just it's it's honestly disgusting, yeah. right? And there's and a reason we don't have TVs in our houses. Thank God, thank God, <laughs> right? But it but it's but still yeah. I was just about to say mm-hmm. it still it follows us. Right. It, it, it's become so widespread that it's 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 viewed as being. Um, normal yeah when is is the opposite of normal and it causes so many problems it desensitizes people also to become numb to it it becomes a normal right and and it like literally says that like that 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 the mind the neshama is in the mind right and the yeah. shama you create a new neshama right you bring down neshama to this world right and that's coming from your mind so you s- it v- literally pagama brit is causing um brain damage wow is literally that, and when you can't think straight, then you're not aligned with Hashem, and then and then problems that you, it's not even it's not even a problem because it's, it's the same thing that like I mean it could create problems right, or it could create it could get a situation where you're, you're you're misaligned with Hashem, and so you don't you you get you get angry right you somebody could get angry because they're misaligned with Hashem, and and Rabbi Nachman says that anger is also a cause of for somebody to lose money because anger and the nefesh come from and money come from the same place, anger nefesh and the money all come from the same place, right? And nefesh so the soul. which is which is the animal soul. So like if you're if you're going if somebody's going after their taivas, right? And then and the then desires. <laughs> yeah, their desires, right? If somebody's going after the desires in this world, then then they could and the and if they don't get them because because Hashem wasn't ready to give them to that person because everything is preordained at the right time. Yeah. So they're not, al- if they're misaligned, they don't have the bitachon or the trust or the and, and the faith that Hashem is going to give them their tithes at the right time, then they could get angry. And then the anger causes the, the money that, that was supposed to come down to them from Shemayin to get burnt up. Yeah. And then, and then, and then, could, he, could get even angrier, yeah. right? It's a process. And, and, and the most important thing, though, is 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 to align our, is that we align ourselves with Hashem at all times. Um, and I, guarding your eyes from seeing all this stuff on the internet, all this stuff on TV, and listen, our ears too, all this stuff on the radio, all these, you know, songs that are um, have a, <laughs> have an impure source. I would like to say. Um, you know, if we guard ourselves from this and we purify ourselves and we see what's really true in this entire world, which is that Hashem is one, that everything is actually good and going all going according to Hashem's plan, wow. then, we yeah. could, then we could just have faith that Hashem is going to give us everything that we desire at the proper time. Yeah. And I think it's very important what you're saying, like to... What not listening to these songs or like guarding your eyes from not seeing certain things because it desensitizes people. Like you can see, like people are, are used to it. Like imagine like 50 years ago, like if a person, like you take a time machine and you like, you pick, you take a group of people, like girls, for example, how they dress now, you put them 50 years ago. People are like, what the heck are they like? How much does it cost? Are they prostitutes <laughs> or something? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, but, now it's normal because they're desensitized. They see it all the time. They see it everywhere on the screen, everywhere. Songs that are so disgusting. We're p- talking about like a certain singer that like talks about like it's 
Like even five years ago, that wouldn't have been normal. It's just getting worse and worse. And like, it, it damages us. It's putting these like clipot, like these shells on our heart. And like, and it makes it hard for us to connect to the Almighty because He is pure. He is the ultimate pure whatever, right? I can't even explain what Hashem is, of mm -hmm. course. But it's like the opposite of what the rest is, basically. Like the impure things and that. So if you want to connect to Hashem, you have to like, Sense, make yourself sensitive again. You need to be able to feel Hashem's presence. And you cannot feel Hashem's presence, I think, when you're listening to these type of songs, when you're watching these type sure. of videos. There's no way you can get close to Hashem and do these type of things. You have to switch them off, like you are saying. You know, yeah. I think that's really important. It's is, is very important. Um, you know, also and also for yeah. women, you know, you, you brought the, the idea of um, dressing modestly. Mm -hmm. You know, Rev. Rev. Laser Brody. I was listening to Shir one time. I was in a Shir in um, in Jerusalem, and um, he says, um, except for the women, it's like, how would you feel if like your husband or your boyfriend or whatever, you know, was looking at another another girl, right? And they'd be like, I, I no, I don't want that. That don't make me feel horrible, right? And so then he says okay so like think about that like if you if you're dressing immodestly like you know that what if somebody else's husband or boyfriend is looking at you because you're dressed immodestly mm -hmm. how is that going to make like your your friend feel like it, it just it just causes damage to yeah. relationships in this world that's it's 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 unnecessary i mean if you go into the spiritually where this comes from it comes from um uh, from from Adam and Chava, right? But there's there's like the like the alter ego <laughs> of Chava, which is like from like the dark side, which is yeah. like which is like that you know it, her name. I don't want. I'm not gonna say her name, but it means Lee, like to me, like Lee, like to me, and then Taf to infinitum, right? So it means like it's like it's like it's like attention like seeking behavior. Wow. So. Um, and now you see that expressed in the world. Yeah, the key is to be humble and modest. And that goes for men too. Humility yeah. and modesty is, is so key for this world. And that's how, that's how you're able to really connect with Hashem. You, you, you become one with the infinite everything, which is, as a source is just, you know, pure everything, which is Hashem, by, by being absolutely nothing. Right, because the whole world was created yesh miayin. It was created. Everything was created from nothing. Ex nihilo, right? That's yep. what they call it, right? And 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 if everything in the entire world source is the same absolute infinite nothingness, then then our meat and our mitos are reflective of the energy in this world. When we make ourselves humble, and we make ourselves like nothing, it's not like we're gonna become like shmatas and become like you know what. No, it's because, no, <laughs> it means that it means that we're going to become one with Hashem and flow completely yes. with him. And 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 when we do that, then it's it's like um, you don't even think about money or anything like that. But the money is there. You become all powerful. But but once the ego starts getting in the way, you know, that's when um, that's when um, we can we can stumble our own. Over our own feet and 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 trip and fall. Yeah, it says also. The most important thing is just staying connected. Yeah, it says in. Uh, well, I'm one of. Since it's what you're saying, because it says in this parsha, talks about like how it starts. Vaikra, the parsha we just had, like with a small olive, 
Why? Because of Moshe's humbleness, right? How humble he was. The thing about his humility was that he he recognized his greatness. He, he wasn't like, oh, I'm like nobody. He knew he was great. And he says that also in some time. But he knows what was so humble about him and what is real humility. And what you're saying is like, you're not just being a shlomazel like this. But knowing that we come from nothing. We come from God. We come from Shem. Yes, we might be great. Or you, if you should know that. And you should be confident and happy about it that God gave you that power. But no, it comes from God. And don't become arrogant about it. Because this when it goes all south. And, um, yeah. It's like Parshas Karach, right? It's like, that was like, um, it was like a political rebellion, right? When they came and they said, no, I'm going to take power away from Moshe. Right and and Moshe he, he was he was so upset because because first of all it wasn't even that 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 he was being like undervalued as a person it was because he knew he knew what his tafkid was in this world and he was so upset that that other people couldn't realize their tafkidim too and 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 let there be peace had to come where somebody challenged him you know to a sacrifice off and by the way tafkidim means their position right um like role. they're like their role, role in yeah. this world like everybody each each person has a specific role in this world and um i don't know if it's on this one or the other one but like what einstein says is <laughs> that um you teach it you teach it you try to teach a fish to climb a tree and he grew up his entire life thinking that he's stupid yeah right and so when when everybody like you know connects with hashem and they realize what their role is and they don't listen to other people who don't know what's good for them because oftentimes people give other people advice based on what's good for their own their own selves, but that's not necessarily true for everybody else. Or right? Saying they can be anything they want to be. Be anything you want <laughs> to be. I mean, with I mean, and, and and as long as you're as long as you're connecting with the Shem and 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 working within the realm of halacha. But I'm saying also what right? you're saying because you need to know what your thing is because that's what you're saying right right knowing your role because we say you can be whatever you want to be and then like they pushing you in a certain direction and this is maybe not what you should be doing you're wasting your skill right that Hashem gave to you how, right. did, how did you deal with that because i know you have like a master's in biomedical sciences yeah. and now you're living in spots dealing with finance uh, yeah so someone either gave you bad advice or someone gave you good advice and then you found out where you should be and I only know you from spots, but I know you're very happy here. Yeah, yeah, thank God I'm happy here. Um, <laughs> I was, you know, I was. I, I don't think I don't think anybody religious. told me. You know, I wasn't as religious then, but but but, um, you know, um, a lot of my family they're doctors, and like I saw, like I was like, oh, that's good, it's good life, you know, like you make good money, right? In America, you make good money, you can have. Nice you have car, your, you have a nice, nice car, house. you can have a nice house, nice swimming pool, you get the hot <laughs> tub, right? And then, okay, you know, like. You save know? some lives here and there, yeah, but you know, but like, <laughs> like, it, it, I was, I would put it like this: in Israel, most of the doctors are Arabs. Why? Because they're making thirty thousand dollars a year. Like, you know, they're they're high, they're more higher paying professions than being a doctor. If you really truly want to be a doctor, if that's what you, that's that's what your neshama is telling you. These are the doctors that we should be having, right? Not not somebody who's like, oh, you know, I don't want to do with my life. I may I'll become a doctor for the money. Okay, you know, okay, may I be a good doctor, but at the same time, like. His heart's not really in it, so my heart was not really in it. And then I, I, I basically discovered through um, you know a, a life's journey that that God is God is real and God is one, and the whole entire universe was is is 
is is his creation and he has a specific um idea what he wants from his people it doesn't mean that you can't like as very natural says you you can still be a turkey with your clothes on right still be who you are but like you know it, you know <laughs> come and sit at the table you know <laughs> I started to read it to him and show. He's like, no, no, save it for save the podcast. podcast. Yeah, it's gonna be good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's tell us story. the story with the, pod- with the turkey, baby. Should I, tell you, should I tell you the story? Okay, basically, there's yeah, it a, ties a, into Chuba as well. It ties into a personal journey and growth. Uh, so there's a story from Rabbi Nachman, and what he says is that um, once there was a prince who um, who want, who only wanted to eat, eat, eat under the table um, naked like a turkey. Right, and so they had all these doctors, all these like wise men. They came and yada 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 yada, and finally, like they didn't know what to do, so they brought in a sadik. And so what did he say to him? Um, so he gets down underneath the table, right, and 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 he starts eating. He starts pecking at the food under the table, like the turkey, like the like the like like a turkey, like the prince. And <laughs> the prince says to him, "What are you doing?" He's <laughs> like, "I'm a turkey." <laughs> What are you doing? So the friend says, well, I'm a turkey too. <laughs> okay, so let's be turkeys together. So you eat, eat like that. So then, um, so then, um, the happy lived ever after. <laughs> yeah, so the, the, the Sadiq says, okay, yeah, throw me my pants, right? So he puts his pants on. So the, tur- the, the prince says, what are you doing? So he says, I could, I could, um, I could still be a turkey with my pants on, right? Do you want to try it? You can still be a turkey with the pants on too, right? So he puts his pants on, right? And then eventually they get dressed and they sit at the table together. And and basically, what the, the moral of the story is, you can still be your own self, but but working within like a realm of 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 how Hashem rules this world. Hashem wants to give you the best time ever. But if I, it's kind of like still wear your pants. Yeah, still wear, it's, it's still <laughs> literally still wear your pants. Like you sh- should wear pants when you go out of the house. <laughs> yeah. That's um, very applicable, I think, in today's day and age. And actually, you were talking about like how the worst um, challenges for today's generation are like, for example, you say modesty, like Shmiat and I'm keeping your eyes pure, mm-hmm. keep yourself pure. And you were saying also money. And I think that's uh, something like we're seeing now with all the things that are coming up now with the money and people losing their jobs and they're like so fix fixated on like controlling their money controlling their own income and controlling what what they make what, what would you say to people like that like as you are though very involved actually in the market but you can balance that right mm-hmm. like because i think balance is very important in people want to know what's the balance here i think i want to know yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so i mean i i think number one that uh, this whole thing like one positive thing that came out of this whole um like to call it a balagan, yeah. right? Uh, is that people in the world are starting to do um, some self-reflection. I think that's incredibly important, and and, and it allows people to um, to think about what their role is, their tafkid is in this world. And once people figure out their tafkid in this world, they'll be a lot happier, and, and everything flows. Um, well, there there is a balance, obviously, between um, you know work and learning and family and everything. Everything, the entire everything is balancing, right? So, um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, you can see like people who work way too hard and they get burnt out, right? That's that's not the the purpose of this entire world is not to make money. And when you're connected with God, money comes to you in so many different ways. 
don't even know if you this business deal. It could be this way. Put money in Elio's pocket while he's dubbing. <laughs> and, like, yeah, yeah, like, and it, and it, it, like it literally just flows like that. Yeah, and it's tefillah, and it's and it's it's shmas bris, not getting angry, especially when I get tested. Nachman says that um, that right when money is about to come to you, you get you get um, you could get tested. Not always, but you could get tested. Right and 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 the most important thing during these tests is is not to get angry. Yeah, <sighs> it's yeah, true. <laughs> I heard also a story um, from Rabbi Biderman about this about the balance of what effort, how much effort should I put in, how much. He he basically have a beautiful story of uh, was was like a poor man and mm-hmm. he went to a bank. Mm-hmm. First of all, I don't know what he was doing in a bank, but that's how the story goes. So he went to the bank. And uh, he saw how another man was getting to the, what do you call it, the teller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he, he gave him a $20 bill. Mm-hmm. $20 bill. And he got a whole case of gold for it. A wow. whole case of gold. And his poor man is like, what? He gave him just a $20 bill and gets a whole case of gold? It's mm-hmm. so, like he ran out of the, the bank and he started collecting money from people. Until he got $20, went back into, this, into the bank, went to the teller, and handed him a $20 bill. And the uh, teller's like, what do you want? Do you want to open an account or something? What do you want? He's like, well, I want like what you gave the other guy, a big case of gold. Uh-huh. It's like, <laughs> he started laughing, this man. Uh, this guy, he already paid a million dollars for all that gold. The $20 were just for the shipping that he paid. <laughs> so wh- what is the point of the story? <laughs> the million dollars is the prayer and the $20 is the shadow, the effort. Like the main thing is the prayer. Like the main thing is Hashem wants you, right? Like you're saying, like the point is not making money in this world. The point is to connect to God, to pray and to feel Hashem's presence mm-hmm. and to feel His bliss and to feel like a connection there. And He wants your attention. He's your father. He mm-hmm. wants your attention. And then, yeah, you got to make a, a, a little something, you know. Mm-hmm. And then... Welcome to the pod. No, man, that's not his chuba story. Yeah. <laughs> that's the Turkey story. Oh, wait. <laughs> wait, that's the Turkey story is not your chuba story. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was sure that was your chuba story. Sorry. You want to continue your story and then we'll, we'll get back to uh, telling my story. Tell us your st- chuba story. No, give a. Uh, uh, should we do it like that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. No, you're in the middle. Uh, I so forget I where I left off. So basically, <laughs> uh, where was I? Um. Uh, yeah, you realize that Hashem is everywhere. Yeah, you realize that Hashem, Hashem is Hashem is like literally everything in the entire world, and um and so then I I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't become a doctor anymore. I knew that it wasn't right for me. So what I did was I and and at that time I was doing tshuva too. So you know the process of getting to Israel, but uh, you know I you know Rabbi Nachman says or like this is this is a concept that it's beyond it's beyond Rabbi Nachman this is a true concept that if you if you run away from something then it'll it'll, it'll chase after you so i just i was like i i, I just all i want to do i don't care if if i have to like not even have a shirt on my back right i'm going to i'm going to i'm going to learn torah i don't care if i have no money i don't care i'm going to go to yeshiva and learn torah so i went to yeshiva for 2 years and then you Where? know went to Or Samach oh. and to Batayin. Two amazing places, um, and when I was in Batayin, like it's basically, I got a very different places. Right, I think I've been in more in Batayin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also went to Orsamach. Uh, it's good. It's good. Tell it's us about the difference place. about those places for people that don't know. Samach is very like um, rigid, um, very little Hasidic, um, 
Uh, but a great place, a lot of Gemara, good Torah learning. Um, I was there for a whole year. It was really, really good. Um, and then I went to Batayim, which is more like open and flowy and like, you know. Um, more Hasidus and Kabbalah and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so I went there. And then next thing I know, like getting a phone call like from a pretty big client, um, very, very wealthy, that um, wanted me to do some work for them. And um, one thing leads to another. And I've been working for them for like three years already. Now you're working for a billionaire. Yeah, <laughs> it happens. It happens like That's that. That's amazing, man. Thank you, Hashem. Thank you, Hashem. And um, yeah, it's it's just like kind of like you you know I was sitting in a trailer in the middle of the woods, you know, as like how's how did these things happen? They it's just Hashem is just like when you do things for Hashem, then Hashem says, okay, this is this is um this is like I'll give you a reward. And um, things just get, keep on getting better and better. Like, it's, it's, it's the truth, you know? Yeah, beautiful. It's amazing. You can be literally sitting anywhere, and a Yeshua comes from the most unexpected place. Yeah. But as it ties back, what you're saying is, like, money really only comes if you have... I mean, you money can come either way, right? You have complete right. Torah people that are not connected at all to Torah or anything, and they right. have tons of blessing. But that's kind of like the curse of the snake. Right. Exactly. But Hashem and, and the sin of the original in Garden of Eden, the original sin. Everyone like the the man got cursed, the woman got cursed, the snake got cursed, and the land got cursed. But the curse of the snake was that he would have shefa. The curse of the snake was that he everything he can eat everything, mm-hmm. and he won't ever have to ask for food. Mm-hmm. You can eat anything, mm-hmm. but and people are like, oh, that's great, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like the imagine your father gives you a credit card and is like, here. Buy anything you want, mm-hmm. but don't talk to me. Mm-hmm. Who wants that? Who wants that relationship with their father? So that's the thing. Like, when you, a lot of people have this struggle. I definitely had it a little bit when they come into into the world of Torah. It's Mashiva uh, mm-hmm. Like return my, return the spirit. That's the prayer that we have for rain. But it's like return the winds, which ruach and, and spirit, uh, ruach is spirit and wind in the same thing. Return the spirit and take down the physicality. Right. And it's like, that's scary when you're coming from a world where everything is physicality, and now you're like, I'm doing the right thing. I'm 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 learning Torah. I'm doing mitzvot. I'm connected right. to Hashem. Where's my Where's my reward? Right, right. That's not the thing. You don't want if you think that a salary is your reward for putting on tefillin, mm-hmm. you have a big mistake because the reward is infinite and right. can't be measured, and a salary is a salary. So like, there's this there's this disconnect between. Okay, now I'm doing what Hashem wants from me, but right. I don't have the physical uh, means to get by. Just wait, Habibi, just wait. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, wait, yeah. sit in the forest in Batayim, right, and you right. have a rich guy call you and be like, hey, let me take you it's out of here. It's already yeah. predecided also. He has nothing to worry about. Like, that's where Imuna comes in, like, knowing, like, Hashem got you. Like, it's already decided. Like, I'm going to get my money. Like, it's already decided how much I'm going to make this year. It doesn't right, matter exactly. what I do. I need to do something. Right. Otherwise, I'm not going to get it. Right. Because if I'm not holding a cup, the, no, the water is going to fall on the table and right, on the right, ground. Right, right? Right. So you need a cup, but it's going to come. Right. But you need got to be ready to catch it. Otherwise, it's going to get wet. You, you mentioned two things. Um, one, of the, one of the things that you mentioned is, um, is like, uh, like, how come we see, like, Rashaim, right? Um, how come how can we see some people who are so evil, right? Who are doing horrible things, have so much money? 
right? And and Chazal say basically that he's basically Hashem has given him his ho- his entire olam and olam there's nothing left. He gives his reward here and now, so he doesn't need to give him the reward afterwards. In right, heaven. exactly. There's also there's also the Indian that um, you know I- if you go from east to west in the world, the eastern religions are completely spiritual. Like mm-hmm. they say, let's no more physicality. Let's go as high as we can through meditation, through yoga, through this and that and that and that. Twenty three hours a day. <laughs> yeah, my <laughs> luck. Yeah, <you laughs> have you heard? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that was that. Good in locks, the rabbi from the Kotel. You know, the Kabbalah Rebbe. He used to be a guru. Yeah. He had, like followers and everything. He used to meditate 24 hours a day. Wow. Sleep and eat a l- tiny bit. And he would like meditate so lofty, he would like see visions and everything. That's cool. And now he's a rabbi. Now he's yeah, a rabbi. He's a rabbi. <laughs> and now he found the path. Well, yeah, that's tr- it's true because there's a... You know, I like to think of it as as being like lights without a vessel, right? As soon as you step away from that meditation, then you're back into the place. You have to deal with all your problems and like yada yada yada, right? But that's that's not the point of life. Like you know, you have to be. You also have to be here. You create a physical world to be here. The world's not just a spiritual place, right? Then we go all the way to the Western world, and like America is like the most like. Material, material, Physical, everything. Yeah. You can buy anything you want in America, right? Um, I think that's why also probably why it's so hard for some people to move here, leave this well, luxury. That, that's that's but that's it. It's also hard for them to leave Mitzrayim, right? Why? Because it was so physical, like. <laughs> a lot of a lot of the physical things, like even say like lingerie came from Mitzrayim, right? Like you could think about like why <laughs> why why, obviously the like, made in Egypt, right? It's, uh, <laughs> It's 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 crazy to think about though because like it's, 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 it's <laughs> ah so that's what she was trying uh, yeah, to yeah, do yeah, 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 that's yeah. how she did yeah. <laughs> basically like yeah like I mean don't get me into like this whole thing with these guys from Victoria's Secret because like they're not they're not they're not okay they're not okay <laughs> but shine but um but if you, if you look at the Western world it's so physical. Right, and and that's not the purpose either, obviously, because that's also very empty. Like you reach a high enough level of 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 physicality, all the money in the world, you could buy anything you want. You're gonna then you then you have to start thinking about like to do the self work, right? The key is to be in both worlds at the same time, to be in the physical and the spiritual world. That's why Hashem created a physical world. And a spiritual world. It's not the pursuit. It's not the ultimate pursuit of, of of money. It's 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 bringing down spiritual spirituality into the physical world. Like we buy an ad drug, right? We buy an ad drug. We we go out and it's actually like it's actually a mitzvah to go buy the most beautiful ad drug that you could possibly find, right? Citrus fruit. What do you call it? Uh, it's an ad drug. It's a it's a citrus fruit that we use on circus to to shake our lulav to bring down the rain, right? Because the lulav is a is a rain stick, right? We wonder where all these things come from, like the rain sticks. This is this is a rain stick that we're shaking, right? Like to bring down all of the geshem, all the gashim. This is a perfect example, right? Because they're bringing down all the geshem, which is gashmias, which is physicality. Rain. Because everything comes from water, right? All the plants grow, which is physicality. All the animals eat. You think about the food that we eat before all the processing. You know, grow it out of the ground. We eat the animals that eat they eat these things, and then then we have food, right? This is this is how this is the cycle of everything in the entire world. 
right? And it all comes from our tefillahs to Hashem. Yeah, after we pour our hearts out for all of Elul and Tishrei, <laughs> then in the middle of Tishrei, right, we start to ask for rain. So it's like, okay, I've done the spiritual work. I'm doing the spiritual work, right? I've been pouring in my heart. I've been fasting. I've been trying to connect to Hashem. I've been waking up early for slichot, all these different things. And now I'm asking, because you have to also ask, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Hashem, please bring down the rain. Right. Okay, okay. So, wow. it, so it has to do with our hishtadlus, especially in the month of Elul. I mean, you could, I mean all the time, right? So hishtadlus, I mean, you do it, we're talking about circus and Elul. Elul is a time of, of, of real tshuva, of, of fixing, you know, all these things that we might have done wrong during the year, and we try to, like, do better and do tshuva. And then after we, we put in our hishtadlus, we say, Hashem, I want, I, want, I want to be the biggest tzaddik that I could possibly be. Right, and Shem says, "Okay, I know, I see you're trying. You know, I'm gonna help you." Right, and then, and then it's it's that type of relationship that that and and you let everything keep on flowing. That that um, what Hashem really wants, because Shem wouldn't have created. Shem doesn't want us to be poor. Shem wants us to be wealthy, but He wants us to elevate the um, the physical world into a spiritual one. And um, becoming Mashiach, we'll see that, that this entire world, there's no difference between physical and spiritual. It's all one. It's Rabbi Yashiv, the Meshav Shavobach Alama. He, one of the great Kabbalists in the path of the Vilna Gaon. Um, someone once asked him a bra- for a bracha in Ruchaniut and Gashmiut, spirituality and physicality. And he says, I don't understand your difference. <laughs> 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 Why? Because what's the difference? Like, Same thing. Uh, he's like, the biggest Kabbalist. He's like, what do you mean? <laughs> so we're not on his level, but like, really, we need to know that it is, it is just one. It, 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 they are the same thing. My rabbi also talks about like what you said, right? That you have like the, the Eastern religions. So geographically, they're the most farthest East and they're the most spiritual. And then the, you have the West, which I like to say, America's not enough. Go to California, which yeah. they set the tone. The for left what coast, yeah. yeah. The left coast and the most far West that you can get, right? And and how material it is. And then Israel is smack in the middle. Mm-hmm. And if we look also in like the world religions, in Islam, when's their holy day? Ramadan. For, no, the day of the week, Friday, mm-hmm. right? And the Christians, it's... Sunday. Sunday. When's ours? Mm. Shabbat. Right, right. In the middle. Right? The Muslims have a ton of wives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Christians, their priests, don't get married. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Jews get married and have one. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's like four we're four, depending <laughs> who you are. <laughs> where they're like the, the middle the middle path is the Torah. The middle path is Yaakov, is Israel. And like we're in the middle of the world. If you look at the Atlas, Jerusalem is the middle of Israel. Right. The heart of the country. Israel is the middle of the globe. It's uh and spiritually as well, like we, my rabbi always says, Rabbi Deutsch in, in, in Yerushalayim, he always says, like, it's very nice to be on a mountain meditating all day long, mm-hmm. but it's way holier to be in the middle of Times Square and to make Birkat Amazon. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To like to bless for your food and to yeah. make a bracha from all your heart while you're sitting in the middle of the business central, the center shmutz, of the world. Of the yeah. Hashem wants us to be holy in the distractions. Huh. Fight for it. Right. Huh. Also, I want to tell a funny story about like... Uh, the fact that what the Western in the West they struggle the most here also because it's so Western Israel and all these areas what we struggle so much with is like putting so much effort in working in making money this is like one of the main obsessions right mm-hmm. now how to make money and like working all the strategies and like working so much and <laughs> this funny story is that there was also this rabbi um, this rabbi of a certain town I forgot the name and he had a bakery. 
and met the worker and that worker decided to quit and start his own bakery mm -hmm. also next door mm -hmm. these rabbis <laughs> they always get these type of things Yona, yeah and um this rabbi actually helped him gave him advice was helping him with the bakery stuff and his family's like listen we understand you're a rabbi and you're like you want to keep the shalom bites and you want to give an example and not to make problems so why go so far and help him even you know give him advice how to run the business and he says what are you worried about like i'm not worried about losing money because rosh hashanah between young poor mm, right, i right. get whatever is decide whatever i get and actually him by opening a store he's taking away customers so i have less work but the same mm -hmm. amount of money yeah. the least i can do for him <laughs> to taking away work from him is helping yeah. him it's amazing yeah. so i think the lesson here is really like no matter how much you work, you're going to make the same amount of money because it's already decided. There's no point in doing all this effort. I know right. Hasidim, we talked about this in Shabbat, like with my in-laws, like I know Hasidim in, in Meisharim that work two hours a week and they have tons of money. Yeah. Tons of money. Like unbelievable amounts of money. And it's not old money. It's not money from previous generations. The man set up a system where he worked very hard in the beginning. Now he's two hours, two hours a week. That's amazing. Multi-millionaires, right? That's so fantastic. Like, so, wow. In the he would have lived in Sfat. would have been half an hour. <laughs> 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 no, all the times are different here. <laughs> so, what's your message to the world in, uh, in this whole Indian of, of money and Emunah and Bitachon and working hard, not working hard? This whole thing, you know, I think comes down to, um, think for a second. <laughs> comes down to um, basically that that Hashem that Hashem wants us to be connected with Him always, right? And and He always provides for us exactly what we need at the right time. And that when we have emuna and bitachon, that um, faith and trust, faith and trust that Hashem is giving us everything we need at the right time. You know, then we have the ability not to stand in our own way of the shefa that Hashem wants to give us. Because, like, you know, nobody wants to deal with an angry person. Ever. Nobody. Ever. Ever. So if somebody gets angry because they want the money to come down to them and it's not going the way they thought it would, then, um, then they could block the shafa, right? And so the main thing is to understand these principles so that, so that you can allow the shafa to flow through you as a direct channel from you and Hashem. And the relationship that you have with Hashem is, 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 should be unconditional no matter of what you have in your life right now. Um, a good friend of ours, Daron, just told us that... Um, you know, you take a glass, right? A lot of people see, when, when people see half a glass full, say, oh, the glass is half full. When the glass is half empty, right? So they say, oh, the glass is half empty. But what if, what if your whole realization was that, was that the, 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 the amount that's filled is the actual um, size of the keili, of the, of the vessel? Because you're filled with what we're filled with what we can handle right now if we had any more or any less that would be bad for us and Hashem knows that and so when we're happy with what we have then we're able to expand our kalim our vessels so that if we want at the right time to receive more so and but and 
And when we when we strengthen our kalim, when we strengthen our vessels, then we have the ability to receive it and know what to do with it at the right time. It's very important. If you hand a random person five million dollars, <laughs> a lot of bad could happen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two days later. Two days later, it's gone. <laughs> yeah, it was a Ferrari. Yeah, it was a helicopter. You know, like bought an island. Yeah, buy an island. The mansion. Like it's all. It's all gone. It's all gone. Right. But if you have somebody who's 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 building the vessel to receive something like that, then then they have the ability to know what to do with it at the right time. Being rich is a much bigger test than being poor. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> For sure. This is also the secret of Pesach as well, that like, right in Pesach, we weren't fitting. Mm-hmm. We didn't do any work. Mm-hmm. And Hashem took us out. And we got this huge light. Mm-hmm. And then everyone crashed. Mm-hmm. And then now, like how... like. How do we work up to it? So now, after the second night of Pesach, oh, talk- we start to count the Omer, and we work up towards receiving the Torah mm-hmm. and Shavuot from work, from internal work. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Pesach, night of the Munar, it's just given to you, mm-hmm. and it's a big light that you don't really have a vessel for. Mm-hmm. Maybe right? explain the big crash, like what happened there. Uh, don't need to go into it. Just saying, like Pesach, the, the take getting taken out of. When we were in the lowest, lowest part of where we could be, right, the 49th game, we were about to go into the 50th, God forbid, if we were there for one more minute, right, and Hashem took us out, we weren't deserving of it, really, because we, we didn't do any internal work, right? We didn't work on it at all. Now, we have a process of, yes, we go through Pesach, and the night after, we have a mitzvah to start counting towards in this internal work on starting to fix all the midot inside of us in order to be able to receive the Torah after having put in that work. Mm-hmm. And that's a little bit like what you're talking about. Like, if you just get given abundance, mm-hmm. you should probably ask some questions of why. Like, what yeah. what's going on? Like, what's about to happen that I just mm-hmm. got all of this, right? But if you know that you've you've been working, and, and I don't want to say it's like, I deserve this, mm-hmm. right? But like, I did something. Mm-hmm. I, I've been doing my part spiritually mm-hmm. to be able to, for now, Hashem to bring down the Geshem to bring down the rain to bring down the physicality and I can be able to use it properly it's a whole different situation you, you know, right. your walls can be down a little bit more because now you have a responsibility how you're going to use the money right. at least you're yeah, not questioning of. like why you got it you know right also the, what Rabbi Nachman says that um, people are attracted to people with lots of money and and the reason for this is not because they have a lot of money it's the reason because that their nefesh comes from a very high place up in Shemayim and so they're actually attracted towards the Hashem. The Hashem. They want they want Hashem. That's 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 the truth wow. in all of this. Okay. So that's why people chase after celebrities, and that's why the master of prayer, right? In the and Rabbi Nachman's fairy tales, like there's this whole country that everything, the the most important thing is is money, and they make the people with the most money into idols, into gods. Right, American Idol. American Idol. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, you talk about Pesach. What did they do with all the gold they had? They made an, they made a calf, a golden calf, yeah. a, g- a false god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what, what they that's did what with it. it. That's what it was. It was, it was, it was the the pursuit of of it was a, it was it was the vodazar of money, and that's what Menachem says is the biggest um, the biggest uh, vodazara, the biggest idol worship in our generation is 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 chasing after money. It's chasing after physicality, and that goes to the immorality too. Yeah. Right, it's very closely linked. 
What we want, also my rabbi says this, that like a person starts a collection, he collects art, he collects cars, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. What does he actually want to collect? He wants to collect mitzotzot, he wants to collect sparks and mm-hmm. have more of a connection to Hashem. Right. All of our lusts, a person chasing after lust with woman, what does he really want? He wants a connection to the Shekhinah, he wants right. to be connected, he wants that hug from the feminine aspect, the feminine side of Hashem. And everything is a hint in this world. A mountain is just a physical expression of whatever har, mountain is in, in Shemaim, right? Mm-hmm. All these things, they're just illusions. Really, all we want and all we need to do in this world is connect to Hashem, like you said. And everything else is just an illusion. So may we get to the root of it, Bezat Hashem. And, talk Amen. and talking about the sparks, like, again, bringing it back to Pesach, bringing it back to the Exodus, that's what we did in Egypt. When we took out all the sparks, it was the gold, it was all the money. That, that, that's where the sparks are in. That's what's going to happen and at, at the end chase. of days. It's yeah. going to happen it's again. America. It's, gonna ha- it's yes. America, America. They say, yeah, all the gold is going to come to us. It's happening. It's, that's, yeah. what's, that's what's happening. And, and, and my suggestion to all the Jews in America, I've been saying this for years, is come to Israel now. Um, it's happening. The process, you can clearly see it. This is, these are, these are, you know, I told you four years Bring ago. Bring your gold for the Beit HaMikdash. Four years ago that um, that there is going to be a pandemic that was going to shut down the entire global economy. You would have been like, possibly, but yeah, right. You'd be yeah, laughing. right. That's that's our reality right now. And, you know, you told people I don't even want to know what comes next. But what I know is what I know is that all the Jews need to come to Israel um, now because it's happening. And, and if you're laughing at us because we're under restrictions and it's visibly the hardest country to live in during this past year, then just know that Hashem is watching oh, over us. And Hashem sees the plans of all the wicked people and everything that we're being put through here in Eretz Israel, and He's going to flip it on them in a second. So yes, it looks like we're going in a very bad situation here in Israel, and you but can I walk around I don't Florida, agree with that. and I you don't can walk around that. Florida, and you can just do whatever you I want. I don't agree with that at all, because I flip. think here it's much easier than anywhere in the world, because... Okay, maybe in Florida it's easier, <laughs> but if you go anywhere else in the world, it's much, much harder. No, They're way more stricter. And in this, in no, Tzfad, no. and in other places in, in Israel, We're in Tzfad. Don't it's forget still that. Israel. So yeah. come to Tzfad. Because <laughs> <laughs> here you can do whatever you want, basically. <laughs> but this, this thing is, this, I mean, this thing is going to blow over eventually, right? But the key is that, you know, uh, uh, you know it's, it's, there's a, this now is a time when you can't even get on a flight to Israel. Even if you're a citizen, they're only letting in a select few amount of people per day. Yeah. So and and this is a real test because it's it's saying how bad do you want to come to Israel? Like we all came to Israel because we love Israel. We believe Mashiach is coming. We believe this whole thing. It's it's all happening. It's all happening right before our eyes, and we know it's happening too. But um and 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 but it's it's, it's the 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 process to get to Israel is only going to get harder, you know. I'd rather have my whole house set up here, my family here, like everything set up when this whole thing goes down, right? But um yeah, come now, come now, come now. And don't tell it, don't say I didn't warn yeah. you. And don't, <laughs> and don't be afraid because you have people here that can help you. You won't be here alone. <laughs> it's not easy, but it's definitely worth it. And our lives are much better than in Chutzla's and outside of uh, America. Believe me, people here 
maybe it seems that some things here are stricter than in other places, but at the end of the day, people here have a heart and you notice it, even if it's like the authorities and even if it's like the government and some restriction, they are easier here on you and they, they are not so much on your case here because it's like you said, like Hashem has his eyes on Israel and at the end of the day, it is the easiest and smoothest place to live. And if you think it won't happen in America, the Germans said that, the Egyptians said that, the, the English <laughs> said that, the Spanish said that, the Iranians said that, the Persians, the Babylonians, everywhere the Jews went, they had the same mindset. It won't happen here. They're very good to us, and we're powerful, and we have money. Yeah. So stay tuned, guys. We're here. <laughs> Two chassis in the pod. Mashiach's our next guest. Is that the chef? And bracha v'atzlacha. May you have a kosher Pesach, a happy Amen. Pesach, filled with light and gifts from the treasury of Hashem that's just filled with free gifts and he just wants to give you and bless you with. And easy cleaning. Amen. <laughs> Enjoy. Welcome to the pod.